0: Everything is selling. In whatever we do in life, we're always gonna be involved in attempting to influence other people. Some people sell products on a daily basis. Others sell ideas upstream within their organization. Leaders sell vision and dreams in order to motivate others to take action. We all attempt to influence our friends toward a certain way of thinking. Parenting is the ultimate role of influence. An 18 year plus long sales presentation with plenty of moments where it's going well and others where it's not and where we have to adapt, evolve, and learn new methods. Every one of us is constantly striving to up-level our skills when it comes to selling and influencing. I wanted to do an episode here which captures the essence of selling in a way that can relate to anyone whether you're in or out of the cutco vector sales organization so that's what you get today this is selling the world's finest welcome to changing lives selling knives i'm your host dan cassetta there's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world there are two key parts to the title of this episode, selling the world's finest. Of course, one part is selling, and there's that expression that everything is selling. What is the essence of selling? Selling is about influencing people, something we do every day. Selling is about building coalition, right? rallying others around our vision, bringing others over to our cause, getting people to think the way we would like them to think. It's shaping behaviors, right? Ultimately, the purpose of selling is so some action is taken. That's what a sale is when there is some kind of action that happens at the end. And selling is also affecting positive change, right? The theme of this podcast is changing lives. And if we want to positively impact people, if we want to change the world for the better, if we want to really leave a legacy out there, we have to affect some kind of positive change in our circles of influence. And that's really what selling is all about. If you're somebody who aspires to change lives, you have to learn the skills of successful selling. And so the second part of that title, Selling the World's Finest, is of course the world's finest. Now that's obviously a play on the motto of Cutco. But the point is that you can't sell what you don't really believe in. You have to believe that what you're asking someone to do is in their best interest. Why should they buy your product? Why should they join your team or your organization? Why should they invest in you or your company? Why should they change a behavior or a mentality that's long held in their life, right? You have to believe that the reason is more for them than it is for you if you want to be effective at selling. I've heard before that what convinces is conviction. And this is precisely why I think I've done well with Cutco. You know, when I was a brand new Cutco sales rep, I was 17 years old. I was shy and awkward, had very little communication skills and very little confidence. My first week on the job, I did 29 sales presentations and 23 people placed an order. Now, that didn't happen because I was good at what I was doing. I was not good. In fact, I was bad, to be very, very blunt. But I really believed in what I was showing people, and I'm pretty sure that they could tell. And that's a big reason why people probably were comfortable enough placing an order. This also relates to the Vector opportunity that I've been a part of now since I was 17 years old. Right In Vector, we sell people on taking on a job we sell people on setting goals, we sell people on coming to events, right? We sell vision and dreams in this company that I'm in. And we believe in them. I believe in them. I feel comfortable enough going to my friends, you know, who've got kids graduated from high school or my neighbors and and encouraging them that their kids should sell Cutco and being able to tell those kids that they should sell go because it is such an awesome experience. I believe in the branch manager experience. I believe in being a district manager, even if it's only for a period of time before somebody moves on to some other aspect of what they do. So conviction in what you're selling is really critical. In business, you have to be sure you have conviction in what you're selling or promoting. And in life and in business, what that means to me is that you should decide what you stand for, What are the important things that are values that you have in your life that you hold that you would want others to emulate? At the same time, it's important not to be so stubborn that you can't evolve as you grow and as you learn, because it's just a reality that many of the things you believe at age 20, you're going to have completely opposite beliefs in some of those areas when you're 50. That is part of evolution and growth and learning and experience and depth. I once heard the Famous venture capitalist Mark Andreessen used the term strong beliefs loosely held or strong opinions loosely held, right? Yes, you want to have strong beliefs. You want to have convictions, but again, not being so stubborn that you can't evolve from those positions. I've heard my friend Jordan Harbinger say, argue like you know you're right and listen like you know you're wrong. And that's another good way of evaluating our our own convictions. Right? We want to have strong convictions, but we don't want to be so tied to them that we can't evolve as humans. This process, this mentality actually helps all of our convictions to grow stronger because we're willing to question some of them at times to either move to a different position or strengthen what we believe in. And beliefs, convictions, that's what helps sell People who are around us—it's what helps influence people who are around us. This is about a lot more than just selling a product, but it's about influencing people in many ways of life. What I want to talk about today are six fundamentals for successful selling. I'm going to relate some of this to being a Cutco sales rep, but it'll be certainly applicable in whatever field anyone is in. I'm going to talk a little bit about connection and how people are not just buying from you, but they're doing business with you and therefore a connection is an important key to selling i'm going to talk about quality questions today how selling is not telling how a great salesperson is able to move someone along a spectrum to build interest and questions are a big part of doing that i'm going to talk about value and building value which is really the essence of successful selling i'm going to talk about the ability to close and the difference between presentation and persuasion, about actually taking someone past their hesitation into making a decision. That's a critical part of selling, of course. I'm also gonna talk about consistent progress through setting goals and ongoing learning and the concept of living life by design. And I'll talk a little bit about mental toughness, which is truly the the difference-making trait of a champion in sales and in life. So those are the six fundamentals of selling that I'm going to talk about. We're going to start out today with connection. Connection. In professional selling, it's more than just product that matters. People buy into you, the sales rep. Most products are available in multiple ways, right? Customers can order Cutco online. There's other ways they can get Cutco. But yet most people don't do that because either our reps already have a connection with the person, or they learn how to develop a connection with their customers. You know, I featured Mike Dowd on the podcast, and he creates an experience around being his customer. He is a master of connecting with people. And if you want to learn more about Mike, check out episode 75 of the podcast. Again, people are not just buying from someone. They're doing business with someone. So it's so important to be able to connect. Connection, I really feel, starts with the energy that we bring to others. Bringing positive energy to other people is so important. How people feel when they're in your presence, when they're interacting with you, makes a huge difference. Your countenance, your expressions, the things you say and do, all build this feeling of positive energy. Think of someone you know who is the best at that. Who is it that you know that is just the best at creating positive energy? You really love being around them. You love to see them. You just, when you see they're calling you, you're excited to be able to answer that call. You go out of your way to be around those people because they just bring positive energy. One person in my life that comes to my mind is John Vroman. And a lot of people in the Cutco audience know who he is, a former Cutco rep and manager and sales promotion manager john was featured in episode 12 of the podcast and when you get to know john you get the the sense of this palpable positive energy that he has even when he's describing a negative experience or a challenge or a difficulty in his life his presentation style is one that's engaging and that makes you feel good being around him it's so cool if you can develop that trait to be able to connect with people now obviously to connect it's also so important to have a genuine interest in others this is one of the core fundamentals of connection that goes all the way back to when Dale Carnegie wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People, right? Taking that genuine interest in others and being able to ask good questions. John Vroman teaches to ask questions that go three levels deep. So when you ask a question, you ask a follow-up and then another follow-up related to that question, right? So you're just meeting somebody for the first time, perhaps, and you ask them, you know, how long have you lived here? Oh, where are you from before that? Oh, what do you like you know, most about being here, right? Think things like that. That's a simple example where you can ask three questions that, you know, each build on each other that help you learn to connect with other people. Get in that habit of, of going three levels deep with your questions that you ask, and that'll help you to draw out others and really gain information about other people in order to connect. It's also important to build your story, right? And tell people about yourself. In connecting, I do think that there's a balance between the, the constantly question asking report style of rapport building and that moment where you do take some time to build your story. In fact, I heard uh, a relatively new Cutco rep in the Western region, Ben Cooper, describe this in that way, where he said, "Build your story. Right? What are your reasons why you're doing what you're doing? What are your whys in life? What are your aspirations? Right?" What's your vision? People love to hear that stuff because what that does is it, it enrolls others in this vision that you have. When I worked with John Berghoff in my Cutco office, he was a master of enrolling others in the vision he had for himself, for his goals, for his life. He was great at that. There's a right way and a wrong way to share that kind of information with people. And it's one of those things you can work on and you can master by discussing it with your peers and, and watching others and sharing with others what you're doing. What I want to emphasize to each of you about, you know, building your story and sharing your goals and your vision is that there's a lot of people out there who see real value in helping someone else. They get real value out of that. It means something to them to be able to do something nice for someone else. And when you're selling something, right, again, people aren't just buying the product right but they're buying into you right they're not just buying something from you they're doing business with you and if supporting you is a part of the values that comes with making that purchase that can help people feel more comfortable to actually make that decision it is an important part of selling building that connection and what i also want to say about connection is the importance of showing appreciation showing appreciation both now in the moment when you're interacting with someone and of course later most people are good at the later part they'll send a thank you note after they see someone or you know a thank you email or whatever it might be but i think right in the moment right sincerely appreciating someone for the time that they're giving for that aspect of human connection that you're making with them it's important to make people feel really good in that moment So connection is, a lot of it is about how people feel when they're around you, and those are a few insights that I think can help you to set the stage to be more successful in selling. Now, the second key to successful selling that I want to talk about is what I'll call quality questions, quality questions. I was taught in my Cutco training class that selling is not telling, Um, and I learned how to make my presentation a lot more of a conversation than a speech when I was relatively new in the business. And how else can you tailor your offering to the individual if you don't learn to ask a lot of the right questions? Every customer we see is different. Every interaction is different. Every sales process is different. And a truly master salesperson is excellent at asking questions. Now, there are a variety of types of questions that you want to learn to ask a lot of one type of question that i feel is really critical is what's called a positive response question a positive response question gives the customer a chance to say yes to agree or to express interest in what you're doing or what you're offering they say yes they agree with you or they express interest right is that something that you'd use how Have you ever had this happen to you? And you ask a scenario that everybody's had happen. How do you like that one right there? Those are very simple examples, right? You can think about your own product and your own presentation and be able to make sure you have these types of questions incorporated throughout because when someone is saying yes and they're agreeing and they're expressing interest, they're feeling a greater connection. You're establishing more rapport. They're feeling more comfortable with you. They're feeling more comfortable with the ultimate yes, I'll go ahead and I'll decide to purchase as you're gaining small agreements along the way. It is a very critical piece of successful selling. Now, what I also feel is important is what I'll call as if questions. As if questions give a customer a chance to feel what it will feel like to own the product, right? Imagine with Cutco, if we dropped off a Signature set of Cutco at a customer's house. And we said, We're going to come back in two months and see if you want to buy this. And people had a chance to actually use it for a couple months. That feeling of using it would be a huge factor in whether or not somebody would actually purchase. Well, through as if questions, we can give at least a small piece of that or some semblance of that to a customer as we are presenting products with them. So we've taught you this if you're a Cutco rep, right? You ask a customer, hey, what do you think you like better, the classic or the pearl? Why? Right? And they're envisioning in their kitchen what would match, what would look good, why would they want this, right? We present investment plans to a customer and we ask them, hey, you know, which of those plans do you think, if you got cut, Coke today, which of those plans do you think would make the most sense to you? And they say, well, I'd probably just pay it in full or I'd. I'd probably do it over five installments or whatever it might be. It's giving them that chance to sort of feel, I think I'd do it this way. It's a small way of giving them that feeling of already owning something. A landscaper or a contractor could get a customer to envision a project already being done, right? And how it would look and what they would do. A realtor could ask how someone would set up uh, you know, a part of their new home you know, where would they put this? Whose room would this be? etc. And it's getting people to envision and feel what it would be like. A leader, like many of us who are Cutco and Vector managers, could help someone to envision what it will be like to accomplish a goal through quality questions. And so questions are very powerful, and any presentation can be designed with the kind of questions that can take someone along a spectrum to build interest and to build commitment. That's a skill to work on. Asking quality questions. Now the third fundamental for successful selling is building value. And this is really the essence of successful selling. Put simply, if somebody would rather have the stuff than the money it takes to get the stuff, then they'll buy, right? It's not oftentimes about, you know, what people can afford so much as actually building value. I mean, unless you're selling something that's tens of thousands, like expensive car or hundreds of thousands or millions, like a house, we're selling something with Cutco that's customers going to spend 500 a 1000 $2,000, right? It's not usually about what they can afford so much as it is about building value in what we're presenting to the customer. Now, one way to do this is through practical evidence, right? And we do this with Cutco, right? We show them how the average person spends more on junk over a lifetime than they would selling Cutco. We try to help them understand, you know, how much is a $2,000 set of Cutco over a lifetime? It's like 50 bucks a year to be able to own something that's the best of its kind in the world that they're going to use every single day, multiple times every day, right? These are some of the practical ways that we strive to build value. It is important to implement those practical ways of building value it's also important to help bring feeling into play because people buy based on both logic and emotion, not just one, but both of those things have to sort of be tied together to create a solid sale. So maybe you could point out the pain of their current situation. And that's one of the ways of bringing emotion into the possibility of making a sale. You contrast your solution with that pain Right? That happens on a live Cutco demo when the customer tries to cut something with their knives and then tries to cut the same thing with Cutco knives, right? Or what feeling will they get from buying your product? Some people like to own things that are the best. That's important. Some people appreciate American made with Cutco. That's an important feeling. Some people like to have others compliment what they own. They like like to have friends come over, see something they own, and compliment that. Some people like being unique. Right? and having something that's relatively unique. While Cutco is the best-selling brand, we're in far less than you know half the homes in America, and so it is relatively unique. When I was much younger, I bought a Maserati. And I bought a Maserati back when there were almost none anywhere around. In fact, when I bought it, the dealership I bought it from, which was the only dealership in the Bay Area, told me I was the fourth person to buy one in basically all of northern california and i liked that unique aspect of it which was pretty cool and i can remember after i had it for a few years i decided i was going to scale back to something a little bit more simple and i was invited you know because there was a new model i was invited to the dealership for like this like you know wine and hors d'oeuvre night and i really liked the new model and you know the dealer kind of helped me design how you know what would you get if you got one right he was using all the great sales skills that i'm teaching you and then we were kind of designed, I basically designed on the computer, my car that I would want every color of every single element that I would want. And then in the end, I was like, ah, I just don't think I want to spend that much on another one of these. And the guy said, come on, man, this would be a one of one handmade European sports car. One of one were the words that got to me. It was like, oh, That's right. I would be the only one to have this exact car with this exact build out. And I got it. I got it. And it was awesome. And I loved it. And I basically had that car until I had kids and needed more space for car seats in the back of my car. But uh, that feeling of being unique was important to me. And so what are the feelings people can get from buying your product? That's a part of building value. If you're a leader and you're trying to get someone to accomplish something, right? We want people to feel what would it feel like to accomplish your goal? Have people understand what it would be like. Put them in that frame of mind, you know, three months down the road or one year down the road of having accomplished the goal, right? Somebody influencing a person towards a fitness goal can ask them, how would it feel? Envision stepping on that scale and the number starts with a one, not a two. How would you feel to be able to be in that position, right? What would that mean to you? And get people to feel the feelings of accomplishing their goals because that's a big part of influencing them. Just today, my six-year-old daughter, you know, didn't want to study her and do her homework, and she also has these two Zoom classes per day that she's taking, even though school's not in session right now. And, uh, and she was reluctant to do them yesterday, the second one at least, yesterday. And I, I took her to her room and I showed her on the side of her door, we've drawn a line for a, every year at her birthday, so she could see how much she's growing physically. And I showed her, do you see how much you've grown physically, right? And how much bigger you are each year? Right. And, and what are some of the great things about being bigger and taller? And she would tell me some of the different things that, you know, are cool about being bigger and taller and all the cool things that she can do now that she couldn't do when she was five or four or three or two or whatever. And what I tried to explain to her is that by learning, she's growing herself mentally. She's growing her capacity, just like she sees herself growing physically, learning, doing her homework, doing her zoom classes. That's growing her mentally. It's giving her more ability to do more things in life and that the growth that happens mentally is way greater than the growth that happens physically. It's way greater, it's way faster, and it's so important to be constantly learning and growing. And I wanted her to be able to envision and kind of see and feel right, why it's so important to do her homework, why it's so important to be on her Zoom classes. This is all part of building value in other people. So it's not just the logic, but bring the emotion into play as well. Last thing I wanna say on building value is about service. And can you go above and beyond with your level of service? Because again, people don't just buy a product, but they're doing business with you. And so what does that mean to them, right? What level of service will you provide? For many years, I did business with a specific realtor and I did about six transactions with him over the years. And a big reason why was because of the service that I knew he provided for me. One time, he literally took a day trip with me from San Jose to Las Vegas, got on an airplane, flew out to go check out a property, talk about it, evaluate it. You know, We had a meal out there, went back to the airport, back on a plane, back home, same day. Not everybody would be willing to do that. Most realtors probably would not do that. And he did it because I knew he had my best interest in mind And he really wanted to provide a a much higher level of service. He even talked me out of a purchase I once was pretty fired up to make because he felt like I'd be making a mistake and I would not be buying in the right spot, right? And he really wanted to make sure that I understood that, even though it meant less commission for him in his life. I think about Adam Stock also when I think about great service. Adam Stock is a financial planner. He's been featured on the podcast, one of the very early... Episodes of the podcast. I think it's uh, episode number eight or 10. And Adam is a financial planner for many of Cutco and Vector's elite, but he also helps a lot of people in the business. He helps a lot of our organizations, our regions, our divisions. And he really goes the extra mile to provide a very high level of service. That is a huge factor in wanting to do business with someone. And so think about how that relates to your Cutco business and how you could be somebody who provides great service to people after the sale. And if you're not going to be here for a long time, think about how you can provide that service while you're here and what promises you could make about, you know, how you can help them after you're not here. Who could you connect them with, for example, to be sure that they're being taken care of for a lifetime when they purchase Cutco. We try to provide that corporately, but as an individual, that's a key part of making sales and building value. This is Dan Cassetta, and I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I wanted to take a moment to tell you all about an important resource you can tap into. I've been starting to gather resources from some of our guests, and I want to share those with the Changing Lives Selling Knives audience. If you go to the changinglivespodcast.com website, there's a blue box where you can enter your email to get some occasional emails from me with valuable information and resources. If you click on the homepage there, it says, Create. Powerful personal connections. If you sign up there, you'll actually get an immediate reward, which is a 16-page workbook I produced on how to build and strengthen your network. Personally, I've been able to connect with dozens of the most influential leaders in the Silicon Valley where I live by using some simple principles and concepts that I can share with you. I also want to address the supporters of this podcast directly. I've poured a lot into this podcast over the past year, and I'm grateful for all the positive feedback I've received. I really want this message of how the Cutco Vector Experience helps change lives to continue to reach more and more people. Of course, listening is free. The price, I ask, is that you share the show. If you're a Vector Manager, share this throughout your division. If you're a Cutco rep, share it with your peers and people outside of Cutco. And if you're one of our great alumni and you find episodes that have universal value, share those with the people in your current network. I'd be very grateful if you support the podcast in that way. And if you haven't already done so, please take three seconds right now to hit the five rating on your podcast player, and I'd be honored if you also made a short written review on Apple Podcasts. At times like these, our society needs more positive influence. Thanks for helping me to keep creating a greater and greater ripple effect on the world. Now. Let's get back to those six fundamentals for successful selling. All right, the fourth key for fundamental for successful selling, the fourth fundamental for successful selling is the ability to close, the ability to close. And, you know, closing kind of gets a bad rap. People think closing the sale is about convincing someone of something they don't want or twisting someone's arm. And that's definitely not it, right? Closing is about helping someone feel comfortable getting something they already want. So you got to build that want, but then you got to help them feel comfortable. There's a big difference between presentation and persuasion. And you don't want to be somebody who's known as a great presenter, right? You want to be known as somebody who's a great persuader, right? Who causes action, actually taking somebody past that moment of hesitation into making a decision. And closing doesn't just happen at the end of the presentation, right? The best time to handle an objection is, of course, before it ever comes up. So, one of the keys to closing is a sales skill that we call preframing. Preframing is a very important sales skill. And I can give you a great example that relates to cut code. All right. So if you're a Cutco rep, you already know Cutco costs a lot of money, and one of the objections we're going to have at the end from a lot of people is like, ah, it's it's expensive, right? And so that's one of the most important things to pre-frame if you're a Cutco rep. And there's a way that I've learned to do this that I've been teaching people for many, many years, and it's this: is right at the outset when you're introducing the products, we would say something like, "Hey, so I'm here to show you the you know the finest cutlery in the world today. First thing I can tell you about Cutco is it's not cheap." And I bet you're actually glad to hear that, right? Because what happens with cheap things? No, oh, they break, fall apart. They're not really worth it exactly, right? Cutco costs a lot more than most of the things you could probably get, but it's totally worth it as you're going to see. And now we jump into showing them why it's such a good value. But we're right up front letting them know it's expensive and that's great. And here's why that's great. That's an element of selling called pre-framing. And it's something you can apply in any sales industry with anything that you do, pre-framing is a big, big key. Now, of course, um, connection and building value are huge parts of being able to be ready to close, right? Having that connection, building lots of value, that's part of the pre-framing process that puts you in a position to be able to make the sale. But no matter how good you get at all that stuff, there's still generally gonna be some resistance when it comes to closing. And here's why everybody in the world has some basic human tendencies. And among these human tendencies are the following. We all tend to procrastinate. We all tend to have trouble making decisions. And we all tend to veer toward the path of least resistance. These are tendencies that are common to all human beings. You think about trouble making decisions like Most people who are listening to this podcast probably have a hard enough time figuring out what they're going to eat today for lunch, much less making a $500 or $1,000 or $2,000 purchase decision or something larger, right? And so we all have these these tendencies, and we have to learn how to counter these three tendencies, right? The tendency for procrastination, want to make it easy for someone to act now and give them some urgency, right? trouble making decisions, right? We want to make it simple to choose at the end and not overwhelm them with too many options, you know, and taking the easy path or path of least resistance. One of the biggest tips I can give you on this is to minimize the risk. Minimize the risk. If you can take the risk away from the customer making a decision, then they're going to feel a lot more comfortable making a decision. Now, it's not always possible to take away all the risk. If you sell houses, you know, there's a big risk in the customer making a purchase, right? And you're going to have to figure out how to get past that. But with Cutco, we can actually very easily take away the risk. And one of the great ways of taking away the risk is through the trial period that Cutco offers, particularly if it's combined with the investment plan that Cutco offers, right? And so An example of that would be if a customer is a little bit reluctant or hesitant or doesn't know which set they want to get, right? And you were to make a recommendation hey, you know what? I think you ought to get this one right here. Here's what we can do. All you got to do today, Mrs. Jones, is put down a 20% deposit on your set. You're going to get the knives probably before you even get your bill. You're going to be able to use them for a while, see what you think, see how you like them, see if you like everything. And listen, here's what you can choose to do after you use the knives for a while. You can either keep all of it. If you do, there's just going to be a few more installments. You can keep none of it, and you'll get your full deposit back. Or you can keep some of it. And if you keep some of it, you're only going to pay for what you keep. Isn't that cool? And that is just a great way of helping eliminate risk for the customer. Think about how that might apply to you in your business. If I were running a coaching program where I was selling coaching, I would I would not have any long-term commitment because that creates a barrier, creates risk, right? I would be willing to get people involved with my coaching on a short-term commitment, knowing that if I provide enough value, they're gonna wanna stay in my program. And if I'm not providing enough value, I don't want the pain to continue and stay around. Um, If you're trying to get someone to take action on some kind of goal or to do something, to en- you know, enroll in some activity. A lot of times, the main risk involved is simply their time. And consider how you might be able to offset that risk by helping them understand the learning that will come, even if they fail at the goal, the experience that they'll get, right? Even if they struggle at this task or the relationship capital that they'll build, right, through who they're working with, who they're involved with, etc. We want to learn to minimize the risk in order for people to be able to overcome those tendencies towards procrastination, trouble making decisions or wanting to take that easy path closing it's key you got to be able to take people past hesitation and have them make a decision the fifth fundamental for successful selling is consistent progress and one of the ways this happens is through constantly setting goals i love the jimronism that there's two ways to live, either making a living or designing your life, right? And which side do you want to be on, right? Well, designing your life starts with setting and achieving lots of small goals along the way. You have long-term goals, which are very important. They help set the direction in your life and they give you this longer-term vision and they're really key, but you also have short-term targets and those short-term targets motivate you into action. A big part of those short-term targets is the action, the weekly actions, the routines, the habits that you have to establish in order to be hitting those shorter-term targets. Those weekly habits, those routines, those are things that are creating self-development within you, right? Hal Elrod always loves to talk about how we set goals, not just so we hit the goal, but we set goals because of who we have to become in order to have those goals and achieve those goals. And that that process is what's most important, more important than whether or not we actually hit the number, right? And of course, one of the biggest keys to consistent progress is ongoing learning. It's so important to get weekly feedback from people, which is part of why short-term goals are key because they in and of themselves give you feedback. But then sitting down with a mentor on a regular basis, having discussions with peers on a regular basis, networking with other people who are in your industry, right? Attending events and meetings, that's really key. Listening to stuff like this, investing in yourself is one of the best ways you can invest your dollars and your time in order to improve your skills. If you're a Cutco rep. There's lots of events you can go to to be able to improve your skills that you can be a part of. In this summer of 2020, as I'm recording this, a lot of them are via Zoom, right? So you don't even have to leave home or you know get dressed up to go to a great event and to learn from others. There's so much great leadership to help you if you're in Cutco and Vector. Take advantage of that opportunity. It's huge. Your progress here on this job, if you're working with Cutco and Vector, will have a lot to do with your success elsewhere. Any of the alumni listening to this podcast right now probably look back on their Cutco days as being transformative in their life. The things they learned there have become applicable to everything they're doing down the road. And if you're alumni, I always love to hear from you about how your Cutco days impacted you. Message me um, and let me know you know, what you're doing and how your Cutco skills and the progress you made with Cutco has impacted you in your current career. But to be great in selling, consistent progress is key. Goal setting is a part of that. Ongoing learning is another part of that as well. The last fundamental for successful selling that I want to talk about today is mental toughness. Mental toughness. I've got a few little insights on that. And the first is this. If you're in sales, realize that your results will fluctuate there is no other possibility there is no such thing as someone in in selling that just has pure consistent same results all the time always good always improving that doesn't happen there are ups and there are downs and what's important is to realize that that's a part of what you do and therefore you don't get too emotionally attached To those ups and downs. Don't let yourself get too high when you have the highs and certainly don't let yourself get too low when you have the lows. Maintain more of an even keel attitude. That's a key for life as well. What's also important in terms of mental toughness is to change how you view your challenges. Change how how you view your challenges. Challenges are an opportunity for growth, right? If you think about the analogy of lifting weights, You get stronger and build muscle by lifting heavy weights that are hard, that are difficult, right? Not by lifting something that's easy. And it's the same in life, right? We build our muscles in life by taking on challenges, by having failures, by struggling at times, by going through resistance, right? I always uh, love to say that if you want to get to it, you got to go through it. Whatever goal it is you have, right? You're going to have to go through some of the difficulty to get there. Challenges are also a chance to be a better leader because they give you stories to tell, to inspire other people in the future. They also make you more relatable to most people who you're leading when you can actually tell them about some of the difficulties you had. They're experiencing those things, right? And I think it is uh, somehow comforting for people to know that that person you know that's hugely successful in their life, hey, they went through a lot of the same challenges I'm going through and they got there. And if they did it, I can do it too. And I would also say that challenges are a test of your character, you know? And they show you who you have become, right? There's an old saying from an old time book called As a Man Thinketh, that circumstances do not make a man, they reveal him. Our circumstances, right? They don't make us into who we are. They reveal who we have become up until now. And the best time to learn these things about yourself is when you're young, right? So again, if you're a Cutco rep and you're 18 or 20 years old, this is the best time to take on challenges, to have struggles, to experience some failures because they reveal where are your strengths. They also reveal where are your opportunities. Another part of being mentally tough is being solution-oriented. You know, Bruce Goodman, the great president of Vector West, teaches us that The answers are always behind, behind the next conversation, behind the next meeting, behind the next experience, behind the next book. The answers are always there. They're waiting for us. And the essence of being solution-oriented is in finding those answers. Consider this. What is the one key skill you can develop that will make the most difference for you in your work? How about this? What is the one key action you could start taking this week that would yield the most immediate results in your work or in your life? Right for Cutco sales reps, right? This one key action often centers around just getting more appointments, showing more people. Right for managers, a lot of times it's about recruiting more, maybe recruiting more PRs or personal recruits specifically. Right in any business, there are solutions that can be distilled down to a few things, key skills to develop, key actions to take. Then of course, once you understand this, it's important to focus on what's in your control and it's important to let go of things that are not in your control. We are in the midst of crazy times in our country. There's a lot of things that we can't control, but we can control how we show up. So I just really want to leave you with an understanding that sales is a universal skill. Get into things that you believe in or you have conviction. If you're in Cutco, it is a great place to be from the context of selling something that's the best, but also from the context of being able to learn from amazing people. Once you're into something that you believe in, whether it's here at Cutco or somewhere else, learn to connect with others, become someone who understands how to question skillfully and listen carefully, help people understand the value in what you are proposing, develop the confidence and the ability to persuade others into action, constantly work on your craft and keep up-leveling your goals and develop the mindset of a champion. What it takes to succeed in sales is what it takes to succeed in life. I really hope that these insights can help you to achieve all of your biggest goals and to bring others along for the ride with you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast.